We are coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio and blogtalkradio.com, recapping an absolutely amazing wild card weekend that just concluded with the Seattle Seahawks going back to Philadelphia and beating the Eagles by the exact same score of 17 to 9. This is part two of Wild Card Weekend, the live reaction show. So, welcome in to the Always 100 Podcast. I'm Quinn, joined by Cowboy Fit Jordan Dare, my Bob Bono. How are you, Bob? I'm wonderful, Quinn. Thanks for doing the, the wrap-up show. should be interesting to uh, hear your comments. Yeah, and uh joined again, as always, by Uncle Trevor. How, how are you, my friend? Yeah, about the same. Enjoyable, enjoyable game. Um, yeah, pretty. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So uh, we're we're on for about a half an hour here to give you our live off the cuff reaction to all four games from Wild Card Weekend. Uh, also, we got some news, uh, breaking news, and that's where we'll start. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have made it official. Jason Garrett is no longer the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, a, a move that we all knew was coming, but uh, apparently it took so long because Jason really wanted to stay there and, uh, you know, keep a job there. So there's only one person really qualified to tackle this one first, and that's you, Bob. Jason Garrett is no longer your head coach. So uh, what do you got to say? Well, it seems that this point in time I don't have to put my Cowboys card on ice for this season. Um, I remain uncommitted to uh, being a Cowboys fan until I know who the next head coach is going to be. And I'm really assuming it's not going to be Jerry Jones, <laughs> uh, even though he is the de facto head coach. But I want to see who they bring in. Because if they bring in, like, Lincoln Riley or Matt Rule or someone, I'm I'm not going to be impressed. So we'll see. I I, I'm glad the move was made. It needed to be made years ago, actually. Uh, but now hopefully we can take a, a positive step forward. But I, I, I really feel bad in a way, though, for Jason Garrett. Uh, reports are saying that he's not taking the news very well. So I, I am concerned about how he deals with this long term because he's always wanted to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach. You know, ever since he was a player for the Cowboys he was sitting on meetings and trying to learn how to run an organization. So that's been his main goal. And now at 53, almost 54, that's not going to be his life anymore. So interested to see how he moves forward as well. But, um, you know, glad we did it. And let's move on to the next coach and hopefully a prosperous next tenure for the new head coach. All right, Uncle Trevor, uh, what, what do you think about the news that Jason Garrett has officially been fired as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, we all knew this was coming. It was just a matter of whether he, they were going to let his contract expire on the 14th or his, I guess, fire him now. So I guess I guess they, they didn't want to be a distraction to the games for the wild card weekend games. I guess maybe that's why they waited. Who knows? But, I mean, your your mother – that she doesn't want to see Lincoln Riley or Rule. We're trying to figure out so who, who do you want to coach Dallas that you would accept? 
I want someone that has some NFL experience, someone that can be a motivator and, you know, someone that's got some new ideas. Yes, that's all leads you would think to a college coach, but we have a team that's win right now, not needing to groom a head coach into figuring out what the hell he's doing. Okay, we need someone that knows what he's doing that can take these players and take them to the next level because we have a very good team. Okay, we should have been further along this year with this team. We weren't. Now, whoever's coming in has a, a ready-made Super Bowl team. It's just he needs to know how to function as a head coach already in the NFL. And that's why I say no uh, Lincoln Riley or no Matt Rule. They need to have someone who's done this before. And I'm not really talking about a, a retread either, a bad retread. I mean, someone that's, you know, decent. Like who, maybe? I mean, I, I said this to Quinn the other day um, that I didn't really want Mike McCarthy, but the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, that may not actually be a bad idea to bring him in. Uh, they need someone that's going to be a disciplinarian, not, not a quote-unquote player's coach It's going to – still have the Cowboys not give any accountability, you know, as players to themselves or to their teammates. We need someone who's, you know, going to be fair to the players, but also someone that can hold them accountable. And I think maybe McCarthy might be that guy. Okay. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't like him, I guess, so. And yeah, well, Bay's I don't think Aaron Rodgers likes anybody. So. Well, Green Bay is doing pretty good right now. Without that, him, well, so. well, well, we'll see. We'll see how Green Bay fares on next next Sunday night. They're they're the really late game, so uh, I'll just jump in and say, yeah, we knew this was coming. Um, it, it was very peculiar, honestly. Like, to, to, but it makes sense if Glazers reported that it took so long that it, it took a long time because Jason was trying to lobby for his job. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense why it took so long. So uh, it, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of sad. You know, you, you wish Jason the best because, you know, for all accounts, you know, people say he's a really nice guy. But the Cowboys are ready to win. And I was telling Bob just before we came on, I was like, Mom, you had to do this because, like, how, how like, you, you must be feeling bad that your team – it's not be not taken serious by anybody. Like nobody takes the Cowboys serious at all. Everybody with Jason Garrett, they're like, yeah, they're the Cowboys. They're going to choke anyway because Jason Garrett's the coach. Like Jason Garrett's the coach. He doesn't win big games. He'll fall all over himself in the playoffs. And every we have seen many of times, whether it's in the playoffs against the Packers a couple times or, you know, against the Rams or, you know, a game against Philly that you need to win or three straight division titles, that title games, that if you win, you go to the playoffs in three consecutive years. It is what it is. I, I You know, I, I I don't wish Jason Garrett ill will. I think he'll probably find another head coaching job, but, it's it's time it's time for a change and I I'm, I have no earthly idea who the Cowboys are going to have uh, as their head coach. I threw out uh, trade for Mike Tomlin, get throw a first round pick at the Steelers, 
call call Art Rudy and say, we want Mike Todd. I'll give you a first-round pick for Mike Todd. If he says yes, you got your Super Bowl winning head coach. You got somebody who's a disciplinarian, sort of, but a player's coach, can relate to young people, and Mike Todd is a winner, a bona fide winner. Like, there's no debating. The guy's one of the three best coaches in football. Maybe, well, yeah, Belichick, Sean Payton, Toplin, and what, and then Andy Reid. Throw Andy Reid in there, but that's what I think the Cowboys should do. I don't think it's good. They're they're going to do it because I don't think the Steelers are going to give them up. Uh, so that that's what I think is going to happen, but. The Cowboys are going to be good for this. I mean, Cowboys fans can rejoice a little bit. But, hey, next next year, um, there ain't no scapegoating the coach here. The Cowboys have got to get it done, Bob, and I know you agree with me. You have to get the job done at some point. It's been 25 years. I've been alive for 21 the Cowboys have, have made the Super Bowl zero times in my life. They haven't even made the championship game, ever. And they have had loaded teams since I've been alive, from 07 to 16 to, you know, name to 2019. Name a team here. Okay? The Cowboys have not gotten it done. The excuses are over. You're going to pay the quarterback. You already paid the running back. You might pay the receiver. You have a decent enough defense. I, I won't go to it being good because it plays inconsistent. But Well, our schemes are really basic as well. We don't do any exotic stuff. I mean, the offenses can really figure out our defense because it isn't anything special. So yeah, they need well, to change that. that. That that's all Kellen that's all Kellen Moore too. Like Kellen's got a, you know, Kellen was was a first year offensive coordinator, so we're, we won't get on Kellen Moore too much. But you know, hey, like this is all Jerry Jones. This is all the Cowboys to get this done. Period. Sorry, there's no no other people fans of other teams don't want to keep hearing excuses anymore. You fired a coach who was eighty five and sixty seven. That, that includes four, eight, and eight seasons. He was 85 and 67, made the playoffs three times, won three divisions. You fired him because he wasn't getting you further. Well, the next head coach will come in. You can't scapegoat him. Get it done. Get it done, Cowboys. Like, you're too talented to always choke. Nobody's giving you any more excuses. Jerry Jones is not giving you any more excuses. Like, he wants to win. And Jason Garrett doesn't play anymore. Jerry Jones cannot go on the field and tackle somebody or catch a pass that hit you right in the hands. It's time. If you're going to do it, you better do it because nobody's going to give you the benefit of the doubt anymore for scapegoating the coach. It's all the players this time. All right, let's uh, move on here. We'll we'll keep uh, up to date if there's any other news. Uh, as far as, you know, head coaching opportunities or any news on Jason Garrett. Uh, but we'll move on and talk about the games that we just saw here. Uh, Bob, we're, we're coming to you here. 
your reaction to an absolutely unbelievable wild card weekend. Uh, take it anywhere you want, uh, wild card weekend. Hey, the two teams I wanted to lose actually lost. Woohoo! I call that a successful weekend. So I was three and one with my picks. The only one I missed out was New Orleans losing. Didn't see that coming. And actually, I didn't see the game, full disclosure. I was asleep trying to get over my cold flu, whatever it is. So didn't see the game. But I woke up to see the final score, 26-20, with New Orleans on the losing side. So I was very shocked about that. But Houston, I'm glad that they finally won a playoff game. My goodness. Because I thought for sure they were going to choke that game away. Uh, And then New England, well, I told you yesterday. I believe I said winter storm Derrick Henry was coming to New England. And, boy, did he he put it to him. Put it to him. I know I couldn't say it last night because I felt bad for you. But I was like, yes, yes, in my my mind. Uh, So, Today, I'm so glad that Seattle put the Eagles out of their misery and put me out of my misery from watching them because I didn't obviously want them in the playoffs. I just couldn't imagine how they were doing so well with the the shell of a team that they had. But, you know, good job for them. I mean, because they definitely overachieved. Um, so, all in all, I was, I was happy about Wild Card Weekend and – I'm moving on to the divisional round next week. Woohoo! All right, Uncle Trevor, take take it wherever you want to go. Wild card weekend, full reaction. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I got a game right, <laughs> but there weren't really any su- big surprises except for Minnesota. Even even that one, if you look at New Orleans this season and what they the losses, some of the losses they had and some of the struggles they had, this wasn't a surprise. As much as a big surprise, I should say that. Minnesota probably should have won this game by more than what they did. They should never go into overtime. They had some issues. They got some turmoil turmoil on that team that I'm not sure. They they got some issues. But this game really shouldn't have been that close. They let they let New Orleans hang around and almost blew it. Tennessee um, running back had over 170 yards rushing, and yet they only had 14 points from the offense. So even though he had a great game running, that wasn't really why they won. It was just, after New England got stood up on the goal line, got held to a field goal, they didn't score again. And I, I missed some in the second half. I'm not sure what happened with that offense. I don't know what's, what's going on. I guess they're just not talented. But, you know, 14, your defense holds the team to 14 points, you should win. When you're at home and you hold the opponent to 14 points on offense, you should win the game. But they're all, New England's offense is just a mess. Uh, but, I mean, everyone predicted New England was going to go down. I thought they were going to come out strong and, and shut them up. In the first half, they did until that goal line stand when they couldn't run it in. After that, they just they just melted away. Uh, so I, I guess they we'll, we'll have to see what happens in New England. I mean, they, they might bring Brady back for one more year. 
I mean, I, I really don't see why you wouldn't. All you got to do is add a, a competent receiver out there or a tight end, and they can probably win the AFC East again. Because, I mean, Josh Allen, I don't trust him at all <laughs> to do anything. He's just Buffalo wins basically in spite of him, in my opinion. Coming here, another game, the Buffalo game, where Buffalo had a 16 nothing lead. And it looks like J.J. Watt had a big sack on Allen that seemed to inspire Houston. And they did a complete 180 and turned that game completely around. And Bill O'Brien made an unbelievable call for three-point lead to go for it on fourth and one from the Buffalo 30. And he's very lucky to have a job today. He is lucky that he's going against Josh Allen's offense. If Buffalo had gone ahead and won that game, because of that blown, that crazy call to go for it. He'd be on the chopping block looking for a job just like Jason Garrett was today. They'd be out there together, joint resume, begging for jobs. But he has <laughs> one more week. He has one more week. I mean, they did beat Kansas City this week, this year. So, I mean, they have a chance of going there and win, I guess. I mean, I would think Kansas City might just destroy them, but we'll see. And this last game is has an asterisk for me since it took a cheap shot from Mr. Clowney for Seattle to prevail in this game. So I put an asterisk on this victory. Because so they struggled to beat the an Eagles team with basically nobody on the offense. Basically they had arena league guys on offense. And Seattle still only won by a touchdown. Which the, the cheap shot the old one Carson Wentz. Really, it, you know, this is a tainted victory. And Seattle has to go to Green Bay next. I think the season will end there. In my, if, if, if it wasn't clear today how flawed this team is, it will be next weekend when Green Bay obliterates them. But it was a very enjoyable weekend, plenty of close games. So on that note, it was very fun to watch. Wow. A lot, lots of, lots of back there. I, I will – Leave the Patriots for last because I, I haven't recovered from that. Uh, I'll just be open and honest. I'm still kind of so. Anyway, um, Houston and Buffalo. Um, Buffalo gave that game away. Plain and simple. You should have blown them out, Buffalo. You really should have. Josh Allen, dude, you make four or five great plays. You you play Dallas. You you, you play Dallas. You act confident. You play the Patriots. You show the old man that you that you got something. But when it, you play Baltimore, you're within a touchdown of the best team in football. One touchdown. But the problem is when you play a good team, the guy does boneheaded plays. Okay. The Texans, Mom, uh, you watched the game. Watched the game more closely than I did. The Texans dropped how many pick sixes? Do you think at least two? At least two that I know oh, of. Oh yeah, at least two. Yeah, at least two. Yeah. The, for, the Bradley Roby had two pick sixes in his hands that he dropped. He dropped both of them. I mean, like, like hit him That's between the two defense. and the one. He hit, a, yeah, he hit him between the two and the one, and he dropped both of them. It was incredible. It really, really was. But 
Oh, oh, and then to, get, to make matters worse, the guy makes a good play. He's running and then decides to do a lateral. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, if Houston had, like, recovered the ball, you would have lost in regulation. But mind you, after blowing a 16 nothing lead, after dominating the Houston Texans, after taking their soul in the first Three quarters, like what? What we say? Three quarters in a couple minutes, probably. They dominated the game, and then Deshaun Watson says, "I'm fixing to do y'all like this. Y'all, y'all, I've had enough of this. Get, give me the ball. Get out of the way." Deshaun, what Deshaun Watson did is incredible, and we all love Deshaun Watson. Okay, I like Allen, but I, I, I prefer Deshaun Watson over him any day of the week. And that last play to set up the game-winning field goal was absolutely amazing because the guy because they brought a corner blitz off the side off the left side. The guy came scot free, hit him in the mouth, was about to sack him. The linebacker had a hold of him. Amazingly, he's strong enough to break away from both sacks, and then has the presence of mind to check the ball down to the to the to the check down guy who makes three people miss, runs for 40 yards, the game's over. Incredible. Just an incredible play by Deshaun Watson. Like, awesome. Awesome stuff by him. But let's not get it twisted. Buffalo absolutely gave that game away. They should have won that game by more than they were. They should have scored more than 16 points, and they should have won that game outright even though they were a three-point underdog or two-and-a-half-point underdog. That's that game. <laughs> Saints, Vikings. Cousins done did them. He did those. He really did the Saints like that. He really did those, He really did them that way. The man in the biggest game of his life got out here and threw an absolute dime to Adam Thielen. In overtime, on a third down, a play that must be made to keep the drive alive. You must make the play. God, God drops it right out of the Raptors, right into his arms. Incredible throw. Watched it live. Incredible. Kirk Cousins has won two big games this year. Both on the road, both in hostile environments. But this one means a lot more. Okay? He, in the playoffs, he was 0-1 in the playoffs. The only game he played in the playoffs was against the Green Bay Packers at FedEx. He got the brakes beat off him by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Beat the hell out of him. Wasn't even close. Comes down to New Orleans. I think, I think New Orleans is going to win by three touchdowns. I just think they're on a mission. They're going to beat the brakes off them. It's not even going to be close. You can go you can go get ready for Green Bay and New Orleans in Lambeau next Sunday night. Uh, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota defense had other ideas. Big, 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 big shout-out to the Minnesota Vikings for, for that performance. Um, uh, but but uh, before we totally give them their props, 
Kyle Rudolph pushed Kyle Rudolph pushed off uh, the he kind of like pushed him yeah like uh, like kind of pushed off got away with the PI pushed off on him y'all saw it yeah, right there <laughs> like big old six foot six armor his get off me yeah, he pushed off. No, Al Riveron did not look at it. No, they did not change the call. And that's how the state season comes to an end. It's incredibly fitting, incredibly sad if you're a Saints fan. Again, three consecutive years to lose to the same team twice in a three-year span to lose in unbelievably heartbreaking fashion in your building two years in a row with a quarterback that's going to be 41. What what day is he 41, Bob? Uh, uh, January 15th, right? Yep. 15th? January 15th. Yep. 41 years old. Guy's a free agent. Hey, man, that's a tough loss. That's a tough, tough loss for the Saints. But – the Vikings genuinely showed up to play, and San Francisco needs to be wary. <laughs> Sorry. Thirdly, Seahawks-Eagles. I'll be quicker with this one. Um, well, the remains of the Eagles, the Eagles practice squad and the AAF and the Arena League, they, they, uh, they gave it their best shot. Big ups to them because they completely overachieved. I agree with you, Bob. I, I I couldn't believe they were winning with the remains of the AAF and their scout team. I couldn't believe it. But that just goes to show you that Doug Peterson, even though I still don't really know how the Patriots lost the Super Bowl to this team, I really, really don't. I still don't really – still haven't comprehended that we lost the Super Bowl to this Eagles team. But Peterson's a hell of a coach. I give the guys credit. Motivates them. This guy, these guys play for him. Uh, he's got, yeah. You got to give the guys credit whether you like him or not. The guy, the guy motivates his, motivates his guys. They never quit on him. Uh, they they made that game very close. But uh, I, I'm with Uncle Trevor. I won't go so far as to say it was a cheap shot, but you know, because he led with his shoulder, but. Yeah, it's on NFL Network. I've got NFL Network right here, and I'm watching it. Well, I just saw the re- – I think you led with his shoulder, but when your shoulder goes down, so does your head. So it looked probably worse than it was. But Carson Wentz, you stayed healthy for the whole year. You messed around. You got hurt. Not your fault, but you got hurt. I told you. Don't I don't wish for injuries on anybody, but for him, you could all you could almost like you could almost expect one. He's going to get hurt. He's fragile. He's made of paper mache. That's what Carson Wentz is made of. He's never going to stay healthy ever. And the Eagles are stuck with him and that money. He's not going anywhere. You can't get rid of him. 
Just a really cool, uh, really good game. Big win for Seattle. And finally, the Patriots. My my lord, the Patriots. Good God. Uh, um, just just the, the damn Patriots, man. I mean, like, I, honestly, what a run. It's over, guys. I'm Trevor. It's over. It, it, it's it's over. They're breaking it up. It's done. It, it, it Tom's not coming back. He's not going to give him a hometown discount. Tom's not coming back. He's going to the Chargers, in my opinion. Philip, they'll swap Philip Rivers for Tom Brady, and we'll see how Tom does. Okay, you know. So, we'll see how it goes. Belichick. I don't know. Belichick might take the Giants' job or the Cowboys' job. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, don't, I think the thing's getting blown up. But to come out there, the defense did what the defense did, despite, even despite, letting Derrick Henry average 5.4 yards a carry. What? What? I mean, I don't know what the game plan was. If the game plan was to stop Derrick Henry, you failed miserably. You failed miserably, Patriots. It, it, it was embarrassing. Um, but the, the most fitting way ever for the dynasty to end was Tom Brady to throw a pick six to former Patriot and Super Bowl champion Logan Ryan. Uh, it, it was so fitting. This is the most frustrating Patriots team I've ever been a fan of. This team was so frustrating to root for because you had no help. The guy, the guy had no help. And I'm going to turn on first take tomorrow. And Kellerman's going to be talking about Brady's done and put him out the pasture. It's over. He get rid of him. He's terrible. He should retire already. Well, excuse me, if I, if I, me, Bob, and Uncle Trevor are Tom Brady's receivers, he's going to look like he's done. That's the equivalent of what he had. You got Julian Elman. He, he won the Super Bowl MVP. I don't think he deserved it because the defense was incredible. But, you know, hey, Julian Elman, on a, third, on a second and six, on a game, potential game-winning drive, <laughs> Sorry, Tom hits you directly in the hands. It hit him in both hands, and he dropped it. He dropped it. Big play. Killed the drive. Killed the season. Shaq Mason. Tom makes a great play. Escapes two sacks. He saves a couple sacks, steps up in the pocket, bitches Tom Brady. Ben Watson actually catches something. Hit him in the hands, and he caught it this time. 38 yards. Huge play. Big play. One-point game. Flag. What's the flag for? Oh, yeah. An eligible man downfield on the Patriots. Wipe away a 38-yard game. We punt. These are the sort of things that has been happening to the Patriots. And, yes, 
I predicted that the Patriots would lose that ball game. I knew they were going to lose. I felt it in my heart. And I voted for them to the end of that game, knowing that they were going to lose, knowing it was probably going to be exactly the way the game did, you know, played out. And just to see it end that way is incredibly sad, but um, I, I'm a fan. I love my teams. I love all my teams that I root for so passionately. And that will never, ever, ever change. And if I add or subtract teams, the new teams that I root for will get the same passion I give everything else in my life. Nobody will ever be able to mistake me for a fake fan. Whether I like the Patriots or not, nobody will ever, ever call me a fake fan. Because I've, I've been there watching them lose three three different Super Bowls, watching them having to deal with every cheating scandal imaginable in the NFL, you know, and having to deal with, having to root for Mohamed Sanu, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, who I think is going to be pretty good. Just is what it is. It sucked. This weekend sucked for me. You know, the Saints lost, so my my Super Bowl pick's done. So I don't care anymore. I just want good football. I, my fandom is over for a while, at least till baseball season. Well, the rest of college basketball, and when baseball season comes, I'll be I'll be back. Uh, Back on the men uh, for being a fan of my teams, but it sucked. I'm going to watch the rest of these games as a fan. Thank you all for giving me some time here to vent. Uh, y'all, y'all have anything y'all want to add or say? Well, I'm sorry that your team might be blown up. I'm I'm sorry for you personally, as a fan of the NFL, I'm glad that New England might be blowing itself up. I mean, it still remains to be seen, but I just think that they every year they have a very easy path. Not that it's easy to win in the NFL, but looking at the division that they play in, I mean, they rarely have any competition. So for the most part, they can almost walk into, you know, the top you know, one of the top seeds where they have a, a first round buy. That's almost every year. Right. And it, it gets a bit old. I mean, I would love, and I, we've talked about this. I would love to see the NFL kind of shake up you know, some of these divisions and do it a little bit better as far as geographically concerned is, you know, I mean, Miami and New England and Buffalo and the Jets, that doesn't really make any sense to me. So I think I would love to see maybe a little bit of switching around go on, but I doubt that that will happen. Um, I also want to see Belichick held accountable, as we talked about yesterday, um, for what he continually does to keep his team in the forefront. So 
Uh, minus that, yeah, I want to see New England get blown up. Um, sorry for you, Quinn, but as far as being a fan, no. And they, they need to be gone, at least for a little while, and let some new well, teams come in. Well, you're 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 probably gonna get your wish. So, I uh, I I predicted live on the reaction show, it's over. It's getting blown up. Tom's not taking a discount because he's sick and tired of of you know looking at Drew Brees having Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara to throw to. Ryan Tannehill's got Derrick Henry running the football, an upstart receiver. Two upstart receivers, a good tight end. That's the team they played last night. I, 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 I wish you could give Tom somewhere any, anything comparable to Derrick Henry. Which, I mean, I don't think there is because Derrick Henry's just a awesome, awesome player. But you know, it, it's it's just it, it's just frustrating. I want to see what happens. You know, Michael, you and I talked off the air. You know, it's not you know it's not just easy just to you know, switch teams and especially, you know, me being a Patriots fan, it's not that easy or it's it's almost impossible to root for the Patriots as much as I have, as passionately as I have, and then turn around and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm a Ravens fan now. Yeah, you know, it's it's not, that's just an impossible transition it, it just it's not gonna work honestly you know you know and and it's not I like watching Lamar Lamar is amazing but there's too much history there just to switch and you know you and I talked about that off the air but uh we'll we'll, we'll move on and table that for uh another uh another date and time because we'll end the show here by looking ahead to Divisional Playoff Weekend. And we thank you all uh, for joining us live on the Always 100 Podcast, uh, giving you live, unfiltered, and off-the-cuff reaction to what was a very, very intriguing and enjoyable wildcard weekend. But let's go here. Divisional Playoff Weekend. So they did a NFC-AFC mix-up this week instead of, the two AFC one night, two NFC and next night. So Saturday, January 11th, it starts at 4:35 on NBC. Right now, uh, the line opens at Minnesota as a seven-point underdog at San Francisco. Uh, 49ers are favored by seven. The over/under is 45 and a half. The next game will be the Tennessee Titans at Baltimore to face the Ravens. Over-unders, 48. Uh, Baltimore is favored by 10 in that game, and that game's on CBS. Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern time on CBS, you got the Houston Texans, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs at Kansas City, and the over-unders, 49. And the very, very late game, uh, you thought this was late. This was going to be even later. Uh, Packers, Seahawks. From Seattle, I don't think my, my app hasn't refreshed yet. I don't know if there's a line yet for it, but there will be come, you know, yeah, you know, whatever we do the pre-show 
for this. I think the Packers are probably a four or five point favorite. Uh, we'll see what Aaron Rodgers has to has in store for us. So, so yeah, guys. Uh, anything? Any other parting words uh, before we end the show? No, nope, I don't have anything. Nope. But as nope. far as blowing up a team, I mean, you look at what Golden State did last year. Durant and Cousins and a couple other guys left. That's blowing up. If New England blows it up, they're going to lose one player, and that's it. So it's not, that's not really <laughs> blowing it up. <laughs> they've got well, to get that's true. Benefit the player and the coach. Fellowship ain't going nowhere. He ain't got nothing else to do. What's he going to do if he retires? <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a good point. What is he going to do? Hollow coaches in his blood, so I don't really know. So, But, hey, it was a very enjoyable weekend. Thank you guys again for letting me bet because that that's been all my heart. And a lot of people have been asking me how I've been taking the loss, and the answer is not very well, as you can clearly – that diatribe clearly, uh, <laughs> clearly uh, showed you. Not very well, but – uh, it's okay. It's probably good for my heart to not be a fan for a while. <laughs> you know, just uh, see Maryland and see what they do, and they'll probably take a couple years off my life, you know, because they're good and expected to be good, and they're facing Ohio State Tuesday night, uh, I think, at Ohio State. So uh, that's an ESPN game. So we'll be watching Maryland against a top-10 team. So, uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens. But thank you guys for listening to the Always 100 podcast. Uh, join us. What, what what day you want to do? Do it again, guys. Saturday, Friday, Saturday. What what do you think? Mm, maybe Saturday. I have a couple of appointments, but we can talk offline. Okay. Yeah. So all right. Well, join, yeah, pro- probably Saturday. Join us. Uh, next Saturday because, yeah, Friday I'll be rubbing elbows with media members at the D.C. Motorcycle Show, so I will not be uh, doing a show Friday afternoon. But uh, So we'll uh, definitely do it on Saturday morning, get it out to you, and if I want to go to the show again, I probably will because I have a press pass. So, uh, yeah, we'll do it Saturday morning. Thank you all for listening to the live off-the-cuff reaction to Wild Card Weekend. We do appreciate you guys tuning in. Find the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify by searching Always 100 Podcasts. And we will see you Saturday for full coverage of Divisional Playoff Weekend. For Quinn, Mona, and Trevor, we're signing off for the week. See you all Saturday for Divisional Playoff Weekend.